This program is recorded. Coming up on Encouragement Live, last summer was marked by riots, but could this summer be one of revival? Dr. David Shibley, founder of Global Advance, explores the possibilities on Encouragement Live. Welcome to Encouragement Live, providing biblically-based encouragement and insight on a wide range of practical life issues. Now here's your host, Don Hawkins, author of Master Discipleship Today. Thank you, Steve. And friend, it's so good to have you with us as live from studios at First Baptist Church in Fate, Texas, Encouragement Communications presents Encouragement Live. Our mission is to provide biblically-based encouragement and insight on a wide range of issues. And in this time of significant news with the COVID-19 uh, pandemic, the economic crisis, recent flooding, and all kinds of other issues, the hope of the gospel, the good of salvation and revival are important topics for us to address. Dr. David Shibley, a good friend, back with us tonight, founder of Global Advance, author of how many books now, David? I think it's 22. 22. Man, alive. You keep <laughs> writing all the time. Great ministry. Hundreds of thousands of leaders, 65 nations in which Global Advance is sharing the gospel. And Jonathan, your son, now leading the charge there. Uh, exciting things happening in that uh, ministry. He's doing a terrific job, Don. We're very, very grateful for all that the Holy Spirit is doing. And uh, I, I think our teams are stronger than ever. Yeah. And they have national and uh, continental visions for mm. reaching their nations and areas for Christ. Boy, We're very grateful. Important to recognize that and encourage folks to be praying for the ministry of Global Advance and, and for Jonathan and the other members of David's team, and also for Good News Friday, the gospel going out every week on your right. podcast, a great opportunity there. Now, we have some people, David, predicting a long, hot summer of further unrest and even riots in this country, uh, but there's some others who feel like we could be on the verge of revival. What's your prediction? I know you're not a prophet, but you are the son of a prophet. I will say <laughs> that. I've listened to your dad on Good News Friday. Uh, but what's your prognostication for the summer? Well, Don, I, I think everyone listening knows that this is a time of just enormous division in our country. I'm 71 mm. years old, and I have not seen a time where there has been such a deep cleavage in our nation, yeah. uh, a spike in alcoholism as a result of COVID. Uh, most, uh, many, if not most, small towns in America are now havens for uh, illicit drugs. It's a serious, serious situation. And yet, I believe that even now, uh, what I would call ankle deep, we mm -hmm. are ankle deep in a fresh move of God's Spirit. And, uh, you know, David prayed in the 85th Psalm. He said, Lord, won't you revive us again so that your people may rejoice in you? And I remember Don Joshua's farewell speech to the people of God. He said, I'm, I'm giving you two options. I'm setting before you life and death. Mm, yeah. Therefore, choose life so that you and your descendants might live. I really believe these are pivotal months for us, particularly here in the United States, and I believe that 
uh, that critical mass is going to choose life and that God is going to give us a fresh new visitation of his spirit. I, I also think there are some things we need to do, and we'll be talking about that tonight. Yes, the toll-free number, if you'd like to discuss this with us, 855-586-LIFE. That's 855-586-5433. We'd love to have you join the conversation as we talk about what will this summer be like? Will it be more unrest? Will it be riots? Or will it be revival? Will it be a move of God? We're going to define rival, revival, but we're also going to talk and pray about revival. Talk to the Lord, because it's one thing for David and me and some of you to talk about it, but it's important uh, for us to talk to the Lord, and we're going to do that. Again, the number 855-586-5433. We'll be right back with more of Encouragement Live after this. Christian coaching has been called a discipline to help people grow without telling them what to do. If this sounds like something you'd like to use to serve God and help others, check out the 14-week training program available online at masterlifecoach.org. Becoming a life coach will expand your vision, build your confidence, unlock your potential, activate your ministry gifts, and grow your people skills. Learn more at masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. The focus is Jesus. The message is the gospel. The task is the Great Commission. Global Advance founder Dr. David Shipley on the focus of his worldwide ministry. Prayer is more important than ever before. These men live in danger and our teams that go to minister to them are increasingly in danger. To learn more about empowering frontline leaders worldwide, visit globaladvance.org. That's globaladvance.org. So what will it be this summer? Will it be a summer of riots as we had last summer? Or will this be a summer of revival? We're going to talk about that with Dr. David Shibley tonight, founder of Global Advance. By the way, their web address is globaladvance.org. Just run those words together. If you'd like to call us and join the conversation, 855-586-LIFE. Maybe God's been doing a revival kind of work in your life, and we'd love to hear about that. David, wouldn't that be neat to hear some things like that tonight? Absolutely, and I know that that is happening already in many individual lives. I'll be honest, it's happening in mine. Mm, I feel a yeah. fresh stirring of God's Spirit, and yeah. I am deeply grateful to the Lord. Uh, I have tremendous hope tonight. Yeah. I, I am addicted to hope. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going to be addicted to anything, we want to be addicted to hope. Amen. That, that absolute certainty about the future based on the absolute certainty of the cardinal event of the faith from the past, the resurrection Absolutely. of our Savior. Amen. Our Savior rose again from the dead. There's no reason to believe that he can't bring the dry bones to life as he talked about in Ezekiel. That's exactly right. That changes everything. We serve a risen Savior, as the old song says. And you know, Don, I am very confident that revival is coming. And when we talk about revival, my own definition of a season of revival, and I think I've lived through probably a couple of them at least, yeah. mm -hmm. is when the Holy Spirit works in such a way that it produces large-scale conviction and repentance from sin among Christians, large-scale conversion to Christ among non-believers, 
and a deepened sense both of the holiness and the love of God. Boy, that's a great definition, David. I was just thinking about the classic definition a lot of people have of revival. We schedule a week of meetings and bring in an evangelist and hope for the best. But (laughs) in reality, that's probably not a good definition of revival. No, it's (laughs) not. Uh, Nevertheless, there are always congregational meetings during revival. Oh, yes. But that is not what produces revival. Revival is a sovereign work of the Holy Spirit. I was thinking back in the 1970s, and and we've talked about this before, the Jesus movement, I think, would qualify, uh, at least to some degree, as a a move of God, a revival. It certainly would, and uh, that was a profound time for me. I was in college at the time. I was already called to preach the gospel, and I was preaching uh, a a hundred or more times a year, even at 18 and 19 years old. Hmm. Uh, God was doing something absolutely marvelous in my my own generation. And Don, you remember, we were down for the count. I mean, we were were out as a generation. We were... I think that's oh, the yeah, first I mean, time the phrase strung out was used. Well, you we know? had strung out, we had drugs, we had Hyde Asbury, we right. had that uh, f- thing that happened in northern New York. I can't even remember the name Woodstock. of it. Woodstock, yes. But then there there was the tragic event uh, a, a little later in Southern California, yes. whereas some thought Woodstock was uh, all peace and love. This one turned violent and even murderous. And, and that's what happens when man tries to build a utopia. And, yeah. and I want to be clear, uh, revival does some great things, and we'll talk about it more. We're talking with Dr. David Shibley. Revival is the focus of our discussion. The number to call is 855-586-LIFE, 855-586-5433. Businesses have faced many marketing challenges this past year. Iris Selmans of Dynamic Whisper Marketing offers helpful insights. Brand your company, your team as consultants. No matter what your service or your product is, you need to use consistency and repetition. And you need to understand that social media plants your company in people's minds. SEO enables people to find your business. You can learn more at dynamicwhispermarketing.com. With Original Medicare, you don't have a network. You can go to every hospital and doctor nationwide that is accepting Original Medicare. Medicare can be so confusing. And Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. Medicare Part C is Medicare Advantage plans. That's your HMOs, your PPOs. Medicare Part D is your prescription drug plan. No one wants a penalty. Nobody wants to have to pay more than they have to pay. you got to know how these work, and that's what we explain. Tony King has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. And when they get on Medicare, they're just bombarded with all sorts of mail, and they don't know what is the right thing to do, how do I enroll, what is the donut hole, and they get fearful. You can learn more or find out about Tony's next Zoom conference at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S dot com. When you need to consider independent or assisted living or memory care for a parent or spouse, Restoration Senior Living provides a distinctively Christian setting with the most stringent quality care. Restoration's innovative program addresses the medical, emotional, and spiritual dimensions, leading to an enhanced quality of life. You can learn more at restorationsl.com. 
That's restorationsl.com. Very important topic tonight on Encouragement Live. What will the summer of 2021 be like? Will it be a summer of riot or a summer of revival? Dr. David Shibley with me on the program tonight. I'm Don Hawkins, the number 855-586-LIFE. David, we alluded to at least one instance Mm -hmm. of revival in the previous history of our country, but I think it would be helpful if you take us back and maybe give us a little broader perspective on the history of revival here. Don, I believe there have been five major awakenings in the history of the United States, and even some secular historians would uh, say that perhaps our country was born in a what they would call a religious revival. Uh, You know, Winky Pratney, who's still out there doing it, uh, wrote a great book on revival, and he said, awakenings may arrive in a spiritual vacuum but they never happen in a historical void. Hmm. In other words, there is cause and effect. So I I say there are five awakenings that have happened. The first one is called uh, the Great Awakening. It happened pretty much through the decade of the 1730s, even Hmm. prior to our Declaration of Independence. Was Jonathan Edwards involved in that? Jonathan Edwards was right in the middle of that, Mm -hmm. uh, preached that very famous sermon. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. But the Spirit of God, even though that that's a title we wouldn't use and he, today. And he preached it in a monotone. He read from a yes, manuscript. read from a manuscript. And, and people turned to Christ. Uh, yes. What a revival. And, and it even uh, began to shake and yeah. quake under the conviction of the Spirit of God. So that was a, a tremendous move of God. George Whitfield, of course, was used oh, yes. mightily Another great, as an yeah. evangelist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the letter that George Whitfield wrote to Benjamin Franklin is so tender. It's one of the most beautiful letters of evangelism ever written. Yeah. Whether or not Franklin responded, we're not sure, but uh, it, it was a, a beautiful time. So that was the first awakening. Then there was a second great awakening. It really lasted uh, in, in waves for about 50 years, from seventh, the 1790s to the 1840s. Uh, one of the primary movers of that revival from a human standpoint was Charles Finney, hmm. and uh, God used him in a tremendous way. Now, Finney would say that there is cause and effect in revival. Others would say it's a sovereign move of God. We'll talk yeah. about that in yeah, a little we'll, bit. Yeah, we'll get into yeah. that. <laughs> uh, but then the third is what is called the prayer revival. 1858, by a a Christian businessman in New York, uh, right off of Wall Street on Fulton Street, uh, a great revival where a thousand men or more during the noon hour would show up for prayer. God began to work by His Spirit. Suddenly, there were spontaneous prayer groups all up and down the eastern seaboard, and God was preparing the country for very serious days ahead. During that year, 10,000 people were added to the church every week, and over those two years, about a million conversions to Christ in the 1858 revival. And then the fourth awakening, I think, happened around the uh, around the turn of the 20th century, okay. in the early 1900s. Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, some uh, evangelicals who who would question this, but but there was a mighty surge of the Holy Spirit, uh, the beginning of the uh, Pentecostal movement. 
And yeah. they, are, they are considered part of the larger evangelical family yeah. now. And uh, so that, that all occurred, but it wasn't just relegated to that group. Yeah, and uh, it so, wasn't just limited to uniquely Pentecostal No, not at all. Either. In yeah. fact, uh, my, my seminary where I graduated, Southwestern Baptist Seminary, was built in a response to that revival because mm. there were so many Southern Baptist young people who wanted to become vocational ministers yeah. that Southern Baptist Seminary couldn't accommodate all. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So that that was another, and then of course the Jesus movement of the late '60s and early 1970s, and God used men like Chuck Smith, uh, Dr. Bill Bright. Yeah. was very significant. Yeah, we talked about that. Keith Green before the broadcast yeah. tonight, and and that was a a uh, tremendous move of the Spirit of God that brought in Keith and Melody Green. I have been on their their property. I have met Melody yeah. and uh, prayed with her, and a marvelous woman of God who continues to serve Christ today. And Bill Bright, uh, it's interesting, Rodney Love, who's a part of our ministry, CEO of Master Life Coach Training Institute, worked with Josh McDowell and with yes. Campus Crusade, which is now Crew. And I had the right. privilege, uh, Kathy and I actually sat at a dinner with Bill and Vonette Bright one night and just very humble, very gracious people. Not the kind of uh, people that you would think would be superstars, but boy, in terms of kingdom impact. Absolutely. They kept humility all of their lives. I remember when Naomi and I were in our 30s, somehow we were seated at one of those mm. tables yeah. with Leighton Ford, Louis Palau, Bill, and <laughs> Vonette Bright. Yeah. I thought, Lord, how did we ever get here? But uh, all of those wonderful people expressed a magnificent humility. I was there at Explo 72, which yes. was probably the zenith of the Jesus movement right mm-hmm. here in Dallas yes. at the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl was full, as was the field, about 80,000 people, most of them teenagers and college students. I was there the night that Billy Graham challenged us to mm. reach the world with the gospel. Yes. It was one of the uh, very strong uh, shaping times of my life. And I think that a case can be made that revival prepares the way for what God will do over the next decades. For instance, uh, a residual of the Jesus movement was a a tremendous burst of church planting in the 1980s. I was just thinking about the church planting development that grew out of that and uh, the fact that so many churches came uh, into birth or or were planted during that time. Yeah, and and, you know, that was such a precious time, Don. Uh, I have talked with a uh, I, a man who lived as a teenager through the Jesus Movement in Southern California. He has since become a, a historian of the Jesus Movement, and he said that his research is, uh, clearly indicates that in a six-month period in 1970, just in Southern California, yeah. at least a million teenagers gave their lives to Christ. Just incredible to think about. Uh, Kathy and I were involved in the 71 Billy Graham crusade that was at Texas oh, Stadium yeah. here the year before Explosive. 72. Right. And I was actually working part-time for a secular radio station while in seminary, came into work one day. My boss said, your job today, Hawkins, is to interview Billy Graham and Tom Landry. Uh, That'll work. (laughs) thought I'd died and gone to heaven. Uh, Absolutely. And again, you mentioned the humility of Bill Bright. Uh, Yes. Mr. Graham was one of the most humble and gracious people I've ever had the privilege of 
of, of interviewing, David. It was just in, incredible to think about and to think of the people that came to Christ through his ministry. It, it, it's just magnificent. Of course, the, the ramifications continue uh, to this very sure. day. Yeah. But that uh, Mr. Graham continued through his ministry, ministry to be innovative, always endeavoring to reach young people yeah. because— uh, Revivals are typically youth revivals. Yeah, and it's amazing that that latest revival and even those earlier revivals that you mentioned. Now, that brings us, David, to the question that you alluded to earlier. Is revival something we can manufacture, or is it a sovereign move of God and only when he chooses? Well, you know, Don, here's here's my response to that. Uh, Uh, John Wesley uh, interesting that Wesley would say this. Yes. He said, when God intends great blessing for his people, he sets them first a praying. Mm-hmm. So even though I, if you're going to back me into a corner, absolutely. When we're talking about large scale revival, right now, we'll also talk about personal revival. Sure. Mm-hmm. Personal revival, I believe is our full responsibility, yeah. mm-hmm. but large scale revival is in fact a sovereign move of God. Nevertheless, it is always predicated with kind of a critical mass of corporate prayer. Yeah, so in other words, it's really kind of an either-or. Yes. And it's just like you put John Wesley and John Calvin together. One would talk about the sovereignty of God, which in that case John Wesley did. Right. John Calvin would certainly say the same thing. But both of them would see responsibility. And and when you mention personal revival, yes. uh, I'm, I know some people don't like using this verse for revival, but Second Chronicles 7.14 seems to me to spell out several things that we need to do in our personal lives uh, to see God work, well, work a work of revival. Absolutely, Don, and, and uh, uh, it's an if-then clause yeah. in, uh, in the Old Testament. I remember in, in science class in, in school, we had what we called postulates. Yes. If certain things uh, are right, then certain things will happen. Uh, if the temperature is 32 degrees, You'll then freeze. water will freeze. <laughs> and uh, in the same way, God is saying, if you meet these conditions, if my people called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sins. I will heal their land. I think it's very instructive, Don, Ezekiel 36. Mm -hmm. God makes all of these promises to his people. I'm going to forgive your sins. I'm going to blot them out. I'm going to uh, just pour blessing upon you. And, And yet he makes this amazing statement. He says, however, I will also let the house of Israel inquire of me to do this for them. Hmm. First, God says, look, uh, you can go to the bank on this. I'm I'm going to bless you. I'm going to do it. However, you're going to ask me to do it, (laughs) and then it's going to come. Boy, so so it's how it works. By the way, if you're on the phone, stay on the line. We are going to uh, take your phone calls, and some of you are already waiting. 855-586-LIFE is our toll-free number. And I see... I really see, David, that you're saying we can personally choose to meet the conditions for personal revival. Absolutely. You know, Dr. J. Edwin Orr, who made a lifetime study of revival, and I had the privilege of knowing Dr. Orr, he said that it's concerted, corporate, extraordinary prayer that brings Mm. revival. I think all of those uh, adjectives are important. Concerted, corporate, extraordinary prayer. Yeah, I That's think what about, makes yeah. the difference. I think about James chapter 5, yeah. effective 
fervent, fervent prayer. prayer of righteous people. Yes. And uh, it works. Amen. Oh, that you would rend the heavens yes. and mm-hmm. come down. That's the kind of prayer You that wrote it takes. a great article, David, on Ezekiel 47 and the role of uh, sort of the floodgates of revival. And we just have a minute before the break. But give us a little capsule summary of that. Well, this was a, a flood that did not bring destruction. It brought blessing everywhere the water went. And uh, uh, But first it was to the ankles and then to the mm-hmm. knees, and it continued to rise. And I believe the question before the church in America right now is, will we step into the water? And as the water continues to rise, will we choose to swim in the water? A lot of the attack against revival, Don, is often friendly fire from other believers who don't want to step into the water for We're going, whatever reason. We are going to pause and pray for revival when we come back from this next break. Then we're going to take some of your phone calls, give you a chance to chime in on what David and I have been talking about tonight. We are asking you to join us in praying for a great revival of God, one that will bring great glory to Him. Amen. The toll-free number 855-586-LIFE. That's 855-586-5433. We archive our programs at masterlifecoach.org. You'd like to go back and revisit this broadcast, and we'll be right back. I think fear is part of the situation today. Dr. Tom Schof of the Hope Speaks Clinic. A change in mood for the worse, meaning sad or low, often there's low self-esteem. There'll be fatigue, change in energy, change in sleep pattern or sleep quality, change in appetite, potential change in concentration for the worse. To schedule a Zoom appointment with one of the Hope Speaks Christian professionals, you may call 972-669-1733. That's 972-669-1733. If you've sensed God's call in your life to provide direction and encouragement to others, Christian Life Coaching may be just the tool for you. The Master Life Coach Training Institute has developed an online training program that provides a solid biblical and practical foundation with 14 fundamental coaching skills. Learn more at masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. Life Coaching, a tool for making a difference. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to see some of the places you read about in the Bible? Imagine walking where Jesus taught and performed miracles. Picture yourself at the Jordan River where Jesus was baptized, the Sea of Galilee, or the Garden Tomb. If you've ever wanted to experience these historical sites, we invite you to join us as we plan our next 11-day small group tour of the Holy Land. To learn more, visit tourologist.com or phone 334 412-9475. That's tourologist.com. With Social Security offices closed due to COVID, where and how should you enroll in Medicare? And is there a time deadline? As Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. Tony has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. Her book, Medicare Survival Guide, can guide you through the Medicare maze. You can find Medicare resources at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S.com. Welcome back to Encouragement Live. Our toll-free number is 855-586-LIFE. Here again is your host, Don Hawkins, author of Master Discipleship Today. 
And as we indicated before we went to the break, David Chibley here with me. And David, I want to ask you, if you will, to lead us in prayer and let's lay hold on God uh, to ask him to accomplish something that we know he wants to do to bring revival to our country and our people. Thank you, Don. And I'm asking all of our audience across the United States, around the world to join us now. Father, we thank you that you are an ever-present help in time of need. Yes. We are, Lord, at the very precipice, it seems, of disaster in so many ways in this country. And, Father, we cry out. We acknowledge our sin, our transgression, Mm. and our lethargy. And, Lord, we ask by a mighty move of your Spirit that you would step in and sovereignly intervene Lord, do a work in the heart of believers across Mm. this nation. Fire us up for the gospel. Lord, open our mouths to present this good news of the Lord Jesus Christ. Open wide the hearts of people to receive. And we thank you, Lord, that that is happening. We thank you for the reports that we hear and the pockets of uh, the outbreak of your spirit. And now, Lord, we ask that it will become this glorious flood that everywhere where the water goes, everything the water touches will live. Mm. Lord, bring that gracious flood of your spirit that brings life and freshness and wholeness and healing. Father, we turn from every sin. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to do a deep clean in each of our lives. Expose all that is dishonoring to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May we fully turn from it and turn to you in absolute and full repentance, trusting your wonderful grace and the cleansing of your blood. We thank you, Lord, that your blood cleanses us from all sin. And so we look to you now, and we pray, Lord, as the old song says, shine, Jesus, shine, fill this land with your life and your glory. We trust you to do that even this summer in Jesus' name. God's people said, Amen. Thank you, David. And, you know, I think about, again, you quoted Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people, right. and again, revival is reviving the life of God's people yes. called by his name, and the steps to take, humble ourselves, pray, seek God's face, which I believe get engaged in a daily walk with him, turning from all our wicked ways. Uh, then he says, I'll hear from heaven, I'll forgive their sins, I'll heal their land. Yes. And I love the first word of verse 15. Now, mm. and to me, how significant is that? When does God want to do a revival? Now, yes, and you know, it, it's the same way with any who are searching and seeking, and that's a lot of folks listening to us tonight. Uh, the Bible doesn't even—it's it, often misquoted. People quote yeah. and say, "Today is the day of salvation." What the Scripture actually says is, "Now yes. is the day of salvation." Yes, immediately. Don, wouldn't it be something if the Spirit of God just sparked something even on this live broadcast oh, we'd love where the it. water would rise Amen. and God would do a, a sovereign work by His Spirit? And I sense that the Lord is up to something really wonderful even tonight. Uh, you know, Greg Laurie, who is a product of the Jesus Movement, yes. one of the great evangelists in our nation today, He remembers, of course, those days, and he said there were five things about the Jesus movement, lessons that he learned. He said, number one, we came to church 
when we came to church, there was a, a sense expectancy, mm-hmm. that God yeah. was going to do something. Uh, every pastor listening to us right now, tomorrow, yeah. expect a move of the Spirit of God in your midst. There was a sense of expectancy. And then Greg said the worship was passionate, mm. and it was heartfelt. And then number three, he said, we had a hunger for the Word of God. And then fourth, we really believed Jesus was coming again mm. very soon. Yes. And then fifth, we invited people to come to faith in Jesus Christ. We can do all those things right now by a choice of will. And as we do that, we are preparing the way of the Lord and uh, preparing the way for revival. And that's what we're looking forward to. 855-586-LIFE is our number. Maurice is listening tonight in Texas. Thanks for calling us, Maurice. Go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, thank you. I'm sorry. My name is Maricela. Maricela, okay. A beautiful yes. name. Thank you for thank you. making that clear. Go right ahead. Yeah, thank you. Um, Pastor David probably remembers me. Uh, I met him in 1989, but I was married to a gentleman that he he knew. He knows my story. He knows my bro- brokenness. We had seven children, and now we have seven grandkids. I, I spent a lot of time... Uh, by myself, seeking God after the broken marriage, and God restored my marriage uh, with another person. But what I was going to tell uh, Pastor David that um, First uh, First Corinthians eleven one says, "Be imitators of me as I am of Christ," and I can see that testimony in Pastor David. Mm. Yes. And I follow him in the social media, and I see he's been faithful. He has been faithful. He believed the Word. He stood on the promises of God. He kept the promises of God in his heart and proclaimed the promises of God. And all those words that he put in in my heart in so many years, you don't know, those seeds have been spreading all over my family. And I can tell you right now that my kids, all of them but one, are in a spiritual revival. They want to know more of God's Word. They want to be passionate about evangelism. I'm a crazy evangelist. (laughs) I've been like this forever. But my kids, now I understand. Mom, now I know why you're so crazy for Jesus. And Pastor David mentioned about the water, and I have a message that I take where I go, and they invited me to go, but it's about the water. Water is H2O, and the Lord gave me this. H2O means happy to obey. (laughs) That's great. Water refreshes the world, and we will refresh the world with obedience. That's what was missed in Genesis, but because of Jesus, we can obey again, and we can bring revival, but they have to see our obedience and our steadfast and our conviction more than our emotions. So I I don't know if he still remembers me, but... uh, I just want to send him a big hug. He's very special in my life. And uh, I'm from Costa Rica, and he knows who I was married to. But I just want him to know that I'm okay. The Lord restored me. He put me on a workshop for a long time, but he's a wonderful carpenter. He gave me 
wonderful things new, and he restored me completely. And that's what I believe is going to happen at the church. He's restoring the church in secret. Amen. What a great testimony, Maricela. David, I can tell by the look on your face that you remember this dear lady. Maricela, it is so wonderful to hear your voice again, and I rejoice in this wonderful testimony of restoration and healing and renewal and a, a fresh launch into all that God has uh, in your life and how you're being so fruitful. Thank you for your very kind words. I'm humbled by them, and uh, I must tell you a bit embarrassed by them. And nevertheless, I'm I'm so grateful for your kindness. Reminds me of what Will Graham said that his grandfather— Billy Graham gave to him as a word of counsel. I think it is so important, Don, for how we prepare for revival. Will said, my grandfather once said to me, repentance, submission, obedience. Hmm. Repentance, submission, obedience. And then Mr. Graham said, these are the things we must take for God, or, or we must take for God to fill us with his spirit so that we can become more like Christ. And so tonight, you know, we're, we're calling on fellow believers and preaching to ourselves as well. It's a two-edged sword. Yes. Repentance, and then when the Holy Spirit does reveal things to us, we turn from them in, repent, in submission and obedience uh, to freshly walk with the Lord without yeah. any hindrance. And what a great testimony, Maricela, that God has brought you through tough waters and uh, many in our country going through similar right. things. Let's pause and pray for you. Lord, I pray for Maricela. Thank you for the testimony. Thank you for the tribute to David and how his ministry has influenced her and then how that influence has spilled over like rising waters into her children and grandchildren. Amen. Lord, I pray for that one who is not yet walking with you. Mm-hmm. Lord, just bring that one to you. And I pray, Father, that you would continue to use Maricela as a shining light and a testimony for you. And thank you for David and his impact on so many lives, not only now, but over the years. We pray these things in Jesus' name, asking you for revival. Amen. Amen. Maricela, thank you so much for being a part of the program. God bless you, Maricela. Thank you. God bless you, too. The number is 855-586-5433. Jack is listening tonight in Shreveport, Louisiana, over AFR. Hi, Jack. Thanks for calling us. Hi. How are y'all? Very good. Well, Go ahead with your... I want to thank you for the program. I'll tell you, last year I heard numerous gentlemen talking or numerous people talking about how we need to have a rival revival. We need to get a revival going. We need to have a revival. Beginning of this year, I heard the exact same thing again. I know exactly what we really need to have as part of a revival. We need to get back to having filled tent revivals. And I know where there is a big old tent, a giant old circus tent that's ready to be used and ready to have a revival of just like Dr. Graham had when he was younger. Just that kind of thing because there are so so many young people in our country that are so lost and confused about a direction to go. They're following just stupid ideology. I hate to put it like that, but that's just what it is. Well, to tell you the truth, Jack, you, yeah, 
you you are absolutely right about the ideology of our day, and so much of it is just incredibly in opposition to the Word of God, David, and and Jack's call for revival. By the way, God used tents. God's used stadiums. Absolutely. We talked about promise keepers as yeah. a, maybe a sixth of the five different and, moves of right, God. Right. And You know, Jack, I... I I really thank you for that. Uh, the Apostle Paul said, I've become all things to all men, yeah. that by all means I might save some. And uh, who knows if uh, young people today might be uh, uh, just mesmerized by the the uh, uniqueness of tents. God can use it all. <laughs> Amen to that. We're going to hold on through the break, Jack. We're going to come back and talk some more about this. And friend, if you'd like to call us tonight, we'd love to hear from you. 855-586-5433. We are asking you to join us in praying for revival. We'll be back after this. Isaiah 40 tells of the ministry of John the Baptist to clear the way for the coming of the Lord Jesus. In the 21st century, Path Clearer Ministries, established by Dr. Tom Dooley, is clearing the way for others to follow an effective ministry to glorify Christ. The focus is on fostering biblical leadership and partnering with ministries of like purpose to maximize global kingdom influence. To learn more, visit pathclearer.com. With social security offices closed due to COVID, where and how should you enroll in Medicare? And is there a time deadline? As Tony King says, with Medicare, what you don't know will hurt you. Tony has spent over 27 years as a leader in the Medicare field. Her book, Medicare Survival Guide, can guide you through the Medicare maze. You can find Medicare resources at TonySays.com. That's T-O-N-I-S-A-Y-S.com. I think fear is part of the situation today. Dr. Tom Schof of the Hope Speaks Clinic. A change in mood for the worse, meaning sad or low, often there's low self-esteem. It'll be fatigue, change in energy, change in sleep pattern or sleep quality, change in appetite, potential change in concentration for the worse. To schedule a Zoom appointment with one of the Hope Speaks Christian professionals, you may call 972-669-1733. That's 972-669-1733. Are you someone who finds joy in helping others? If so, you might consider training to become a certified Christian life coach. The Master Life Coach Training Institute provides training that will equip you as a coach to use biblical principles to apply to personal, social, and relational issues. You can learn more about this 14-week training program that will move you toward life coach certification at masterlifecoach.org. That's masterlifecoach.org. Back on Encouragement Live tonight, talking revival with Dr. David Shibley of Global Advance. And Jack is on the line talking with us from Louisiana, from Shreveport. Uh, David, you attended and participated in some tent revivals back in the day. Absolutely, absolutely. And and uh, I still remember, you know, sometimes uh, uh, the, what we called revival meetings would, yeah. would go late into the night. <clears throat> And there would be just a wonderful sweep of the Spirit of God. Many people came to faith in Christ uh, under a tent. And uh, Jack, I, brother, I, I want to encourage you. Just go ahead and launch out. 
And I'm going to pray that you'll either team with an evangelist or that you yourself may be the preacher, however the Holy Spirit wants to to do it. And, brother, don't be discouraged if uh, the crowds start small, because if you remember, tent revivals (laughs) built, and that's why sometimes they would last for several weeks. Weeks and weeks. And and constantly Mm -hmm. growing. And and churches. Uh, I can remember church in Hueytown, Alabama, that I had the privilege of preaching in the revival. Bible in that yeah. church, they started off a week and two weeks and three weeks and literally wound up going four weeks, and God did a, a tremendous move there. So again, the facility, yeah. you know, if it's a tent, if it's a stadium, if it's a church building, uh, you know, wherever it happens to be. David, would you lead us in prayer yes. for Jack and for his vision? Father, I want to thank you for Jack, and I thank you for his heart. I thank you, Lord, that uh, you don't put vision in our Mm. heart to tease or to taunt us with that, but for its eventual fulfillment. And so, Lord, I just ask you to open broad, effectual doors, even this summer, even in the next few weeks, for what Jack sees in his spirit, for his faith to be made sight. Lord, I trust you, and we together believe you that there is going to be a great ingathering of souls uh, from from, uh, the Internet. To, to tents. Lord, you can use it all, and certainly in the buildings that we dedicate to you for worship. So, Father, all of that we give into your hands. We thank you for the gracious moving of your Spirit. We sense that the waters are being stirred. Not only are they rising, but you are stirring the waters by yes. your Spirit, and we rejoice in that, Lord. So, Father, we just speak the blessing of Christ on our brother Jack. Use him in ways beyond his uh, highest hopes and dreams. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jack, I have a verse for you, Ephesians 3, verses, actually two of them, verses 21 and 22. Now to him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or even think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory. And that's what we're going to pray for you. Thanks for calling us tonight, brother. Thank you. The toll-free number, 855-586-LIFE. And life is something, David, that we need to talk about because Mm -hmm. revival is a renewal of life. Right. But in reality, people can't get revived until they've experienced everlasting life to start with. exactly right. Revival is, uh, by definition, as you said, a renewal of life. And so it first comes to believers, but what happens then is that they open their mouths in the cause of Christ and begin to share the good news of Christ's death and resurrection. And then those who have not believed begin to come to faith in Jesus Christ because mm-hmm. they see the change and the, the uh, newness of life uh, in believers. And so uh, tonight, if you're outside of Christ or you're not sure of where you really stand with God right now, by faith, you can say, Lord Jesus, come into my life Hmm. right now. I'm turning away from my sin. I'm turning away from uh, being in control of my own life, and I Hmm. give over the control to you. Come into my life. I receive you as my Savior. I trust your finished work. I believe your shed blood is the full payment for all my sin. And Lord, I thank you for hearing this prayer coming into my life as you promised. And if you're praying that prayer, I do want to encourage you to call us because Jesus gives a wonderful promise to you. Whoever comes to me, 
under no circumstance will I turn him away. That's what Jesus himself said. So as you receive him, he receives you. And we want to give you helps to uh, help you grow in your walk with the Lord. This is going to be a glorious season where we see many people coming to Christ. Don, while I'm thinking of it, I I just got to share one thing. Uh, Years ago in the uh, Brownsville revival in Florida, the very Sunday that that started through the preaching of an East Texas evangelist who's now home with the Lord by the name of Steve Hill, who was a personal friend of mine, as that was happening in Florida, the same Sunday at the First Baptist Church of Springdale, Arkansas, where Ronnie Floyd, who has been president of the Southern Baptist Convention, is is pastor and was pastor then. Suddenly, there was a move of the Spirit of God that morning. People began to confess sin and repent. And that Sunday morning traditional uh, morning service went all the way into the evening service as people Mm -hmm. got right with God and flooded the altars. Two different expressions of revival, hundreds of miles apart. And yet the Spirit of God was mightily at work in both of them. I remember a service I preached in 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 South Korea in the city of Sokcho, uh, David. It was Mm -hmm. a Friday night. And I preached, and uh, people were praying and calling out to God. And and uh, the folks I was with, with Far East Broadcasting, we left and went to dinner. And they said, let's go back to the church. We went back to the church, and literally revival had broken mm. out. And what a what a powerful—they were still going in, and they went, and we were there until after midnight. We had a commitment the next day and had to get up early. But wow. those people kept on—I suspect they went through the night— you know, it's a glorious thing, and and that's one thing we need to say. Revival sometimes can be messy. It yeah. certainly will mess with our schedules, <laughs> and, and yet the Lord does glorious things, and he gives grace during that marvelous yeah. season uh, to sustain us in this yeah. wonderful time. And uh, if you'd like to call us, if you've trusted Christ or you have more questions about that, please give us a call. We have folks standing by right now at 855 855- 586 life that's 855-586-5433 we have mario and elizabeth and brad and nikki and rodney and kathy and also keith and brent and we're grateful for each one who's a part of this ministry along with david and myself and we want to encourage you give us a call at 855-586-life david we mentioned uh, the um situation uh, with uh, Promise Keepers mm-hmm. and, and the revival that really happened there. And you mentioned the Brownsville revival yeah, as well. Right. So maybe we could count seven. Yeah. Uh, but there's opposition. And in your article that you wrote, you mentioned opposition. Just recently, there was a move to try to get Promise Keepers banned from AT&T Stadium here for right. the meeting they're having later this summer. Yeah. And, and yet, my understanding is that God intervened in, in that opposition is not going to happen. You know, uh, light and darkness, uh, the uh, Scripture says, how can two walk together unless they are agreed? Mm-hmm. Uh, light exposes darkness, and it exposes the works of darkness, and that's something that's very uncomfortable for not only unbelievers, but for many believers as well who, uh, who, who are not at the place with the Lord that they need to be. And, and I just want to say to some Christian who's listening right now, Praying for America to have a revival can sometimes even be a deflection Mm. from dealing with things in your own life. Yes. Before we begin to pray for the country, 
the whole song, it's me, it's yeah. me, O oh Lord, standing, standing in, in the, the need, need of prayer. And there's another song, Send a Great Revival, Start the Start Work, the work in, in Me. me. Amen. Boy, yeah, Amen. I, I remember that song. And that would be my prayer. I know that's your prayer, that Absolutely. God would start with Don and with David and, and, and would work out into the lives of everyone listening. Yeah, and I would appeal to every person, every believer listening, pray that prayer. Even yeah. now, Lord, start the work in me. Yeah. God's at work. Let's talk about revival and culture, because obviously our culture is headed down the wrong road. There's so many things taking place in our culture today that are contrary mm-hmm. to Scripture. Uh, the, the move to, uh, to uh, make uh, abortion more common and taxpayer-funded and so many other things that we could mention. People are aware of those. Sure. Revival can certainly transform culture, but it doesn't always totally transform That's culture. That's correct, and I've said that for years. Because everyone doesn't step into the water, even not all Christians step into the water, uh, revival does not totally transform culture. The wheat and the tares grow up together, hmm. just as Jesus said, but it does substantially transform culture, and always for the better. It also defers the judgment of God. We Mm. know that ultimately judgment of sin is coming on this planet. Uh, Scripture is very clear about that. But there can be a deferring of that, a time for more people to come to faith in Christ uh, through revival. And that's what we want to see, revival that leads to evangelism. From Ezekiel 47, verse 9, the passage that you mentioned, it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the rivers go will live. Life that we can expect on that. We're running out of time. Let's quickly slip in a call from Karen. Karen, we have about a minute. Go ahead and share with us. Karen, are you there? Apparently not. Okay. I'm sorry, Karen. You uh, If we can reconnect with you, we will do so, and we'll get her off the air. Let's just pray for Karen. Heavenly Father, we know that Karen especially needs prayer tonight. And Lord, whatever the need is in her heart, in her life, uh, in her circumstances, we ask you to grant that. We ask you to meet her needs physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually. And Lord, I pray the same thing for those listening to our broadcast. And Lord, that would be the prayer, as David and I said earlier, start the revival in us. And Lord, let that revival spring into the lives of many others. Lord, we ask you just to use this broadcast as a catalyst for revival and to bring people to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. We pray this in his mighty name. Amen. Amen. David, thank you so much for sharing the vision for revival with us tonight. Always a privilege, Don. Thank you. And again, you can learn more about the ministry David founded at globaladvance.org. And be sure and put into your podcast uh, app or whatever you use, Good News Friday. And from all of us at Encouragement Live, thanks and good evening. Good evening.